The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I am a physician trained in Britain and living in Canada. And since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving, which explains the name of the show, Family Caregivers Unite. Now, our topic today is Homewatch Caregivers Family Caregiver of the Year Award for 2010. Now, I have some news which is just in, and it's an item in yesterday's Herald Net, which is the newspaper for Marysville, and the headline is, Marysville woman spends her day caring for others. And the article is about Joyce Scott, who has just won the Homewatch Caregivers Family Caregiver of the Year Award. So, although Joyce is going to get a chance to speak in a moment, I just want to say congratulations, Joyce, and thank you to Leanne and her organization for making the award. Now, let me just say a word why the Homewatch Caregivers Family Caregiver of the Year Award, and awards like it are so important. That's because family caregivers like Joyce and many, many more people like Joyce need more recognition for what they do. They provide care to family members suffering health challenges and all the other challenges that health problems bring to people and their families. And time and time again, family caregivers rise to those challenges. As they travel the road of family caregiving, these family caregivers, they so often turn around to offer a helping hand to those who are just starting down the road. Really, family caregivers are the people more and more that the healthcare systems of our countries rely on. And this is why the Homewatch Caregivers Family Caregiver of the the Year Award and awards like it are so important. Now, as I've already mentioned, Joyce Reynolds, Joyce Scott, I'm so sorry, and Leanne Reynolds are our two guests. Joyce Scott is the winner of the Homewatch Caregivers Family Caregiver of the Year Award 2010. She lives in Marysville, Washington. She's retired and cares primarily for her husband, David. She's 66 and he's 68. She has diabetes and she recently overcame lung cancer. Her husband also has diabetes, and she also cares for her homeless brother, Russell. And her story, as you've just heard, has been widely featured. Leanne Reynolds is president of Homewatch Caregivers. She was appointed president in 2006, and since then she's doubled the organization in size. 
And prior to becoming president, she owned and operated her own Homewatch Caregivers franchise in Portland, Oregon, which opened in the summer of 2003. And it was working in this business that gave her a real understanding of and compassion for the day-to-day lives of family caregivers and fueled her passion for creating a support-focused franchising organization. So, welcome to Family Caregivers Unite, Joyce and Leanne. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome, both of you. Now, I'm going to start with Leanne. Um, Leanne, please tell us why the Family Caregiver of the Year Award was given to Joyce. Well, you know, uh, I think that uh, Joyce's story is truly incredible, but it is, you know, one of many uh, where you have an individual who is giving of themselves to care for a family member. And, of course, in Joyce's case, uh, she's not only caring for her husband, uh, but her brother as well. I think one of the most powerful things, though, about Joyce's story is that she has also overcome some of her own health issues. But in addition to that, she gives back to her community uh, through an organization called the Happy Hatters. So, you know, in addition to all of this responsibility for caring for her loved ones, caring for herself, uh, she also has taken the time to outreach to her community and really bring that organization together to do things for other individuals uh, through her Happy Hatters organization. So I think all of those things combined really made us want to recognize Joyce as the National Family Caregiver of the Year. Great. Joyce, please tell us what you're being named the National Family Caregiver of the Year. What does that mean to you? Well, it's overwhelming to begin with uh, to realize that people are all of a sudden aware of you existing and what you're doing. (coughs) Excuse me, up until now, uh, it's been very private and... um, Nobody really knew anything that was going on, and all of a sudden, here I am. I'm getting um, wonderful um, kudos all over the place from newspapers and radios and folks um, that gave me spa packages and money, and uh, it does tend to overwhelm one, uh, and uh, pretty soon I'll be scratching my head way out here. But uh, uh, anyway, that that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, and just um, almost um, speechless. Yeah. You, you've got recognition, and what we're going to hear is just how we've already heard some of it, is just how deserved that is. But I also understand that sometimes recognition in the way of fame uh, is a little bit overwhelming, Joyce, so we respect that too. Leanne, please, could you tell us what the Family Caregiver of the Caregiver of the Year Award brings to Joyce? Well, you know, certainly I think that it does bring recognition to Joyce to celebrate what she does. I think oftentimes in our society, you know, we're not aware of the tremendous sacrifice many um, of the family caregivers are, are doing out there. Uh, the things that they've had to give up, whether it's, uh, you know, a job or they've had to relocate, 
um, or they've had to give up some of their own personal uh, experiences to care for another family member. And I'm hopeful that, you know, what it has done is for us to say to Joyce, thank you, uh, you know, for what you're doing. Uh, we really recognize the importance of what you do. We recognize the challenges that you face every day. And we just want to take this opportunity to say thank you and celebrate uh, all that you do because it is incredible. It is what makes, um, uh, you know, kind of the world go round. The, right. the human side, the human touch is that, you know, we are good people doing good things. Right. Joyce, please tell us about your experience with family caregiving. I mean, for example, how long have you been a family caregiver? Did you have any other experience in caregiving? Joyce? Uh, well, uh, that's kind of a two-part question. Um, to begin with, I, I was raised uh, in a family that was very loving and giving. And they didn't just talk about it, but they showed it. And I learned by example, by watching, all the time. Ongoing through the years, um, I grew up um, with um, folks in the in the family uh, giving care to their elderly and their parents. And they all took turns and, uh, you know, rotated around through the kids so that there were four, my grandparents had four children, my mom was their baby. And so each one of the four kids would take their turns with Muddy and Grandpa. And we called her Muddy because she was from Ireland. <coughs> Excuse me, born and raised in Ireland. And um, I guess this is uh, uh, strong family ties that have gone back for generations that um, you just uh, you assimilate into your life and they become a part of you. So later on, as I grew up, I was a nanny. Uh, uh, as a young lady uh, working in people's homes with children, uh, then as I got older and uh, was with uh, David in his care, um, I, I took training and uh, actually worked for a private caregiving agency and ended up at the end, of, uh, about the last uh, seventh or eighth year of working for this agency, working one-on-one with Alzheimer's folks and, and their challenges. And so uh, knowing, and, and I know that this tends to come full circle, and so I would have, and so in the meantime, I know that my kids are watching me, and I know that I'll be well taken care of too when it comes my time to, uh, uh, you know, have to um, let them take the reins and I'll gladly hand them over to them, and so on. I'm thinking it'll go through the generations, way beyond my sight. What, turn, what comes around turns around and brings uh, tradition, and that's very, very important and very impressive. In a, we're going to run out of time in a moment, but Leanne, I'd just like to ask you to say what actually the prize, the prize consists of. What, what, what is the award what does the prize consist of? Leanne, please. Uh, certainly. Well, there's certainly local prizes that Joyce can go into, but from a national perspective, uh, we grant the National Family Caregiver of the Year uh, $5,000. Um, and then we also provide her or any of her family with a free um, scholarship to our Home Watch Caregivers University, which allows her or any of her family to download courses 
um, that will help them in their caregiving activities, whether it's, um, you know, some more specific technical skills or it's just um, some training and education on how to better care for yourself. So both of those um, have been bestowed upon Joyce. Okay. We're going to come back to those um, after the break, and it is time um, for us to take the short break. This is Dr. Gordon Averley, and my guests are Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We'll be back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. You gotta believe. Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live, and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Hahn, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. Kim wants to share her experiences to educate and empower women. Conceive On Air is the only complete resource destination that inspires and informs future moms about their fertility on the journey to parenthood. Conceive On Air with Kim Hahn, celebrating the creation of families. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. Our topic is the 
Homewatch Caregivers National Family Caregiver of the Year Award 2010. I want to talk more about the award itself. And Leanne, could you just tell us um, a little bit more about the um, scholarship to Homewatch University, please? Um, well, certainly. You know, so basically we run a Homewatch Caregivers University. And what that really is, is that is training and education for caregivers that work for home watch caregivers. You know, we send caregivers into the home who primarily care for the elderly, but anybody who might be recovering or rehabilitating. Um, this online university, Home Watch Caregivers University, is something that we feel uh, can also benefit the family caregiver, individuals like Joyce. So along with the $5,000 award, we um, open up that university, um, not only to our national winner, like Joyce and her family, but our other local winners as well. So what that university does is allow people to go on and take training and education uh, that is really designed to help make the caregiving experience a little bit easier whether it's skills on how to properly position somebody in the bed, how to bathe somebody appropriately uh, for folks who may be using a Hoyer lift, uh, things of that nature, probably more technical skills, uh, skills that are associating on dealing with clients who are facing um, Alzheimer's or other memory-related impairments. Right. So that's very key. But also the courses that we want to... Uh, members like Joyce to take or other family members is courses on like how do they care for themselves, uh, recognizing burnout and stress, uh, what are resources that are available to them so they can continue to be healthy and provide outstanding care to their family. Very good. Joyce, I want to ask you now, you've been awarded this scholarship. Uh, what have you chosen to do with it and why? Okay, well, that's a good question. Uh, you know, um, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing, and it's a great gift. Uh, and I thought about it quite extensively and realized that, you know, I am older, and I don't really uh, I get Social Security, and I don't really have the opportunity to get out and work and really uh, apply it where it should be applied to help others. Uh, I uh, have taken courses myself uh, earlier on, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, my daughter wrote a wonderful letter that got me this wonderful award in the first place, and she's very involved in uh, the same caregiving area. Why not pass it over to her? I asked her, Heidi, would you like to have the training to the university for a year? And she started to cry. She said, Mother, that would be just wonderful. I would just love it. So, guess what? I am transferring that over to Heidi so she can give the training and whatever she needs because I know somewhere down the road, uh, as I get older, she'll be stepping up to the plate and taking care of me, you see, so I'll get the benefit anyway, one way or the other. <laughs> so, that was my thinking on it. And, right. um, and, and, and then, too, she could actually put it to real good use. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but I just want to uh, ask Leanne to say a little bit more about the history of the award. And 
a little bit more also about who is eligible, how people are nominated, and how the winners are selected. Leanne? Um, certainly. So, you know, HomeWatch Caregivers, um, you know, we are a franchise network of locations across the United States. Uh, but the company started actually back in 1980 when my father began providing services under HomeWatch Caregivers here in the Denver market. And one thing he believed in very strongly, Dr. Gordon, was that we need to take care of our caregivers. Our caregivers go out and provide services to clients, and we need to take care of them, and we need to provide them with ongoing training and education. So uh, two years ago, you know, we really felt like it was time to also, you know, pay respects and, um, you know, really recognize members of people like Joyce or other people who are caring for their family. So these are individuals that are not employed by HomeWatch caregivers, but we want to celebrate what they do. We recognize that uh, the sacrifices that they have made, and we want to congratulate them and, like I said, celebrate them. So two years ago, we decided to award the National Family Caregiver of the Year. And what we do, whoever is eligible, is folks who are caring for family members. They are not employees of HomeWatch Caregivers. Um, they are nominated, whether it's by um, other people, uh, friends and family who know what they're doing, um, members of the community, uh, such as organizations that might be working with individuals such as hospice or other faith-based organizations, uh, so they can nominate an individual for uh, what they're doing every day. And the winners are actually selected both from a local perspective, so uh, within each of the markets where we serve, um, uh, uh, winners are selected locally, and then all of those local winners come up to the national level. And then we have a panel that actually uh, reads the nomination and selects uh, the winners of that um, Thing. So our panel consists of folks such as like Denise Brown of caring dot, uh, caregiving.com, um, AARP, AMRAMP, um, the Case Manager Society of America, the Alzheimer's Association, the National Private Duty Association, um, the Association of Long-Term Care Insurance, um, as well as a, a company by the name of Heartland Home Health and Hospice. So this panel actually reads all of the nominations, and they select the national winner. Okay. Very impressive. Joyce, question for you. What, what's this award that will take her to the HomeWatch University Services? What does that mean for Heidi, your daughter? Well, she said that um, if she was able to progress, she... Uh, would be able to put it into really good use as an income uh, before she actually has to put it into use maybe when I'm elderly or someone else in the family. Um, and then to um, her daughter, I, I, I also have teenage daughters that are uh, granddaughters that are interested in caregiving. And as a matter of fact, one of them is in school already taking training she gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, does these extra classes, goes to school, and then after school goes to a nearby uh, nursing home where she takes more training, and she will eventually 
get her credentials that way um, and hopes to carry on, I guess, the legacy that they've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful because what that's saying is that this is running through the generations and the award is going to help it continue to run the, through the generations of your family. Exactly. And it extends outwards, and I think that's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to come back to Leanne, and please. Please tell us about your own experience with family caregiving. Well, as you mentioned early on, Dr. Gordon, um, I ran my own HomeWatch Caregivers franchise in Portland, Oregon, uh, prior to uh, becoming the president here a couple years ago. And, you know, what um, certainly that experience provided to me was, you know, all of a sudden the recognition and understanding that there were a lot of individuals out there, like Joyce, who were caring for family members, a couple of themes sort of, uh, you know, came to light. One is that many people were not aware that uh, services like ours existed to help individuals out. Um, many people were not aware of how, where to go for information, resources that were available, you know, how could they get assistance um, with finding uh, services for their loved ones. You know, so I think from a family caregiving perspective is really just the recognition that a lot of people sort of felt alone, isolated. They didn't know where to turn to for information. Um, Family members might not have agreed on uh, what level of care an individual should receive. So I think, you know, by um, trying to have this national award, we want to say, hey, hey, we recognize all this amazing work that people do, and B, how can we bring more attention uh, to the family caregiver, bring more recognition to them and, and making people aware that a lot of folks um, are faced with uh, dealing with family caregiving issues on a daily basis. Thanks. Joyce, I'm just going to ask you this. Your family caregiving, the, the work you do, because it is work, that involves your your members of your own family, your own extended family, or do you go beyond your family in any way in the kind of care or help you provide? Well, um, with the community work that we do through the Hatters, we extend ourselves that way, too. Am I being cut out? I think somebody's trying to call in on my line. Okay, just carry on. You just fine, sound fine to me. Okay. Let them call. Oh, yeah, it'll just beep, and I didn't know if it had blocked me out or not. No. Uh, anyway, uh, we do try to do some works out there um, for others in the, uh, nursing homes and convalescent centers uh, by playing uh, games with them, putting on comedy skits, playing Name That Tune from their era that they would remember. We give prizes, nice new little goodies that they can pick from a gift cart that we push around right up to them because a lot of them are in wheelchairs and they're not ambulatory, so we take it to them. Uh, And if they've already named, for instance, in a game, if they've already named a song and got a gift, then uh, they've got theirs. They can point to who they want to get, uh, the one that they might win. If they know a lot of songs, they can point to a lot of friends to receive gifts. And so everybody benefits, you know. Spreading. Now, yeah. I am, Joyce, I am going to interrupt you because we do have to take the break again, but I am definitely coming back to the things you, you've just been talking about. 
So let's take the break now because it is the time. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley and my guests are Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. What's holding you back from doing what you want to do? Is it fear? Is it other people? Is it responsibility? Live life to its fullest. Get Inspired with Dick and Florence Noget will give you the tools you need to experience self-fulfillment and overcome setbacks in your life. If you wish to improve the world you live in, you can move forward and make a difference. Turn your dreams into action. Get Inspired. You'll want to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at mymonami.com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. Our topic is the Homewatch Caregivers National Family Caregiver of the Year Award. Now, let's talk about the challenges. You mentioned them, but I want to go into more detail about them. Family caregivers face many challenges traveling the road of family caregiving. So, Joyce, please tell us what are the most important challenges for family caregivers like you? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, one that I can think of right off the top of my head is that when you get sick personally, um, there's not really anybody there for you. You're the caregiver, and now you need the help, and um, there isn't necessarily going to be anybody right there. Uh, so that is one big item to deal with. Uh, and try to and try to keep your spirits up so that you don't um, give off too much a negative uh, energy and, and take down the person with you if you're not feeling well that really doesn't need in, any, any more uh, issues in taking them down. They're already dealing with enough of that on their own. Uh, so that would be one thing. Uh, and then trying to... Um, you know, because if you have to go to a doctor or you have to make appointments for here or there, uh, you have to take your person with you in tow, and you have to take them in the doctor's office with you and so on and so forth. And it can be quite a challenge if they're not ambulatory, 
and you're dealing with electric chairs or wheelchairs or things of that nature, even walkers, getting them in and out of the car when you have a bad back like I do, uh, it's just a, a various things on and on like that. Yeah, day-to-day challenge. Yes. Now, I'm going to ask Leanne basically the same question, but can you tell us from the perspective of, you know, the support you provide for family caregivers and families and so on, what, what do you think, do you think, Leanne, are the most important challenges for family caregivers? Well, you know, I, I think that um, certainly people um, taking care of an individual and a family caregiver, maybe they haven't done something like that before. Um, maybe we're caring for somebody that's come home for surgery um, or, you know, they're facing some other chronic conditions. And, you know, family caregivers oftentimes maybe don't know how to do certain skills. And I think there is a skill in trying to understand how to, you know, do a caregiving task, somebody, such as like helping somebody shower. Maybe that's not something they've done before. And they need the confidence that they can do that type of activity, um, that they can help that individual by uh, keeping their dignity intact, you know, um, helping their loved one. So I certainly feel like, you know, one of the challenges is there might be uh, fear or uncertainty and how can um, we help better educate family caregivers on what kind of skills and training they need. Um, I think the challenge also of, you know, sometimes feeling isolated or alone. So how can you create a network of resources um, or people who can provide ongoing training and education? Um, how do you also kind of address potentially maybe um, some of the more emotional needs of the caregiver and the, and the client? So what type of support groups are out there? Um, how can you find uh, folks who, are, who can relate to you? You know, and certainly, you know, now with the web and, and shows such as this or other pipe blogs, people can feel like they can share and get that external support. So how do you really make somebody not feel isolated or alone? Right. Now, Joyce, um, I'm going to be asking you the question of what the things are in family caregiving that make the sun shine for you. Um, you, you. You told us you're involved with the Happy Hatters Club, and I'm going to ask you specifically, is, that, is this one of the things that makes the sun shine for you? Joyce? I think that w- would be a resounding yes. Uh, you know, it started off that um, I knew I needed an outlet and I needed to have a little bit of a social life somewhere, somehow, and um, I wasn't sure how that was going to come about, and I'd heard about uh, the Red Hat ladies and actually checked into that. But as it turns out, we had a lady come out and talk to us about what that entailed, and they had to have a certain amount of dues, and they had to meet a certain amount of times a month, and they had so many rules and regulations, and they even had to have a queen or maybe even two queens. And I said, well, can't we all be drones? I mean, we all want to be on the same level. I don't want to be sitting up and above anybody else in what we intend to do. And she said, no, and if you you think you're going to do a a civic service, those clubs always go down the chute right quick. And I didn't believe her. I thought, you know what, This this isn't meshing with what I had in mind, so I'm going to create my own. So I did. 
um, and we decided to, because my mother had a love of hats, we decided to call it the Happy Hatter. And every time we go out to various places, we wear monkey hats, fish hats, all kinds of different hats that make people laugh. And it just brings, a, as soon as you walk through the door, uh, a smile to people's faces. And that's what really does it for me. I think my whole shtick is if they're happy and joyful, it makes me so as well. So um, just making people happy is, I guess, what makes me happy. Yeah, and what makes the sun shine for you. Uh-huh. That's right, isn't it? Yes, it is. Great. Leanne, I'm going to ask you a similar question. As a supporter of family caregivers, because that's what your work is, what are the things that make the sunshine for you personally? Well, I would say, you know, kind of two areas. One is um, kind of the amazing work uh, that we do, you know, caring for people, making a difference in their lives, um, treating them with dignity and respect, um, you know, just the joy, the uh, I guess, overwhelming feelings that you can have for caring for somebody, really making a difference in their lives. And, you know, that, that I think not only translates to our clients, but, you know, also our caregivers. You know, are we making a difference in their life? Um, are they finding their work rewarding? Um, are we recognizing and celebrating them? Um, you know, are we giving them uh, ongoing training and education opportunities? You know, it is very rewarding to me, and that is what makes the sunshine is for us to be able to offer this service and know it's a good quality service and creating um, opportunities for folks who can make a difference in the lives of others. Right. Joyce, um, this is a somewhat different question now. You see, some some guests on this show in the past have told me that family caregivers get the most helpful advice from family caregivers like doctors and nurses who themselves have experience as family caregivers. What do you think about that? Well, I think that would be great if you could find folks that have had that uh, background, but it's very, it's hard to find out if they have had uh we don't necessarily have the opportunity to interview our doctors before we actually pick them. Uh, usually we end up going in to a doctor uh, and finding out about them from looking at their wall and their credentials hanging on there. It doesn't necessarily tell you if they've had that in their background or not. And so you're not sure if you're going to get someone that will listen well and and. Some of them are so stressed and harried, they don't necessarily do that. And so you feel kind of uh, at a loss for them to uh, really, you're not getting the feeling they're understanding about a lot of issues uh, that you're dealing with. Um, They kind of want to write a prescription for everything, you know what I mean, rather than the personal personal touch or the, the, the real bedside manner. So you you just take your chances uh, with who you pick for your doctor and hope that he's going to be someone that will be a good listener. Yeah, yeah. Leanne, same question. Time's a bit short. How important is experiencing family caregiving for a professional caregiver? What do you think? 
Oh, I think it's very important. I think it brings into play that when you are taking care of somebody, you're not just taking care of their disease or their condition or what they're faced with. You are taking care of an entire individual and what are their emotional as well as physical needs. So when you've been a family member caring for somebody else, you bring that with you. So I think for professional caregivers, you know, it's really relating to that family, um, recognizing there's many people involved, there's many people that care and want to know what's going on, um, and that these people are individuals. Um, They're not just a disease or a condition, so Mm -hmm. we need to look at all aspects Mm -hmm. when we care for somebody, like we would uh, caring for our own parents or um, another family member. Joyce, what do you think? Yes, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. So this is a very quick question for Leanne, and this is a quick one because we'll go into the break. Should the professional's experience of family caregiving influence a family's choice of professional caregiver? What do you think? Um, Yes, because I think it really allows you to look at the multiple aspects of caregiving. Um, When you're involved, you recognize that there are um, many people who influence uh, what's going on for an individual. So, um, you know, I, I guess I would say, yeah, they, they really need to uh, look at how do you coordinate all the care that's going on, how do you involve everybody what's going on, and um, uh, take all of that into consideration when you're delivering the care services. Right. Um, Joyce, I'm a retired physician, and I guess what I'm going to say is, please ask. I know they're hurried. I know they're, they're rushing. I know what it's like. But you have considerable credibility. You've been there, done that. And I think it's, uh, there are times when it's useful to ask, look, have you had any experience with what I'm going through? That's just free advice. May, maybe it's useful, maybe it's not. But that's what I feel from listening to you. Now, we do have to go into the break because it is that time again. So, this is Dr. Gordon Adderley. My guests are Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're going to be back to continue this very interesting Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And wake up to the heartbeat of your life. 
Go Inside the World of PR with PR Insider, hosted by public relations expert Maureen Kettis. Maureen will speak to the world's highest profile PR pros from the fields of marketing, advertising, and sales. And PR Insider will feature renowned members of the media as special guests. Maureen will give you a VIP access pass, including tips and tricks to take your business to the next level. PR Insider with Maureen Kettis, sponsored by Cision, us.cision.com. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Network. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Help. You know I need someone. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at mymonami.com. That's doc, letter G, at M-Y-M-O-N-A-M-I dot com. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and our two guests, Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds. Our topic is the HomeWatch Caregivers National Family Caregiver of the Year Award 2010. Now, family caregiving is more and more important, not just for the individual families, but also for the healthcare systems and societies as a whole in North America and well beyond North America. So let's talk about what needs to be done to enhance training provided to family caregivers by professional caregivers and by training facilities such as HomeWatch Caregivers University. Now, let me start first with Joyce. Um, what advice do you give, you know, if you're asked, and I'm asking you now, I guess, to family caregivers about getting the training they need? Well, um, any kind of training would help, and sometimes you can afford it and sometimes you can't. Uh, I do know from personal experience that there are agencies out there uh, that would actually be willing to help in a pinch with scholarships they provide uh, low-income folks. And uh, I do know that Red Cross is one of them. Uh, they will The training that they provide uh, doesn't necessarily teach you how to lift with a gate belt and um, things of that nature. It's more along the lines of infant and adult CPR, uh, HIV and AIDS training, um, things of that nature. But, you know, um, it could not only maybe save a life of someone you're giving care for in your home, but even if you happen to be out in a restaurant or any place that someone could choke, uh, could be anywhere, could be on the street, you have that training and you would be able to step up to the plate and help in that instance. Uh, but if you need, are a caregiver and you need more specifics in training, then, of course, there is uh, the universities, uh, the home care uh, provide. And I'm not sure. I, um, I've, never been, I've never asked how much it would cost to take one of their courses. So maybe we should find out. Very good. So let's ask, train, let's ask Leanne about training. Now, first of all, let me ask you a general question about Funding for training for family caregivers, where does it come from? 
And if more is needed, where should it come from? Leanne? Well, I would say primarily the funding for training is normally done through various um, organizations, disease organizations, you know, the Alzheimer's Association, uh, Parkinson's, the um, Arthritis Foundation. So actual training for family caregivers oftentimes is provided or offered through these various different types of organizations. And normally um, there is no cost uh, for that training or there's a minimal cost. Uh, Certainly, you know, they host a variety of different conferences and seminars, and then certainly a lot of the organizations have the local support groups that are associated with them where many topics can be discussed and covered. So most of that funding, you know, of course, is, is um, done through, you know, raising um, awareness and through the public uh, don- donations to those organizations. Um, as far as where is more needed, I think absolutely, and where should it come from? Well, you know, I do think that as a society and, you know, specifically our government, we need to be able to provide more information and education to the family caregivers, such as Joyce. Because one problem, certainly we know, you know, and it is um, out there and available, is that family members who are caring for a loved one oftentimes can become very ill uh, themselves, and they can become actually get in worse shape than the ones that they're caring for, which, you know, certainly is um, an, an, an additional, uh, I, w- I want to say, burden on our health care system. But I think we need to recognize that these folks need you know, additional training and education. They need information and access to resources. So how can we bring that um, more to the forefront? Right. Joyce, to you now. Um, You're a family caregiver, and, you know, with your happy hatters, you reach out, you reach out to others, um, you reach out to groups and this kind of thing. What I'm wondering about is whether family caregivers, busy though they are, um, can help to raise the awareness of the need for more and better, perhaps more support, more funding for family caregivers in the training for the tough job they have, have to do. Joyce, what do you think? Well, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. Um, I have my own little ways of trying to help, but on a larger level, um, on a bigger level, um, (coughs) right now, excuse me, I'm trying to think, um, well, where my breast cancer is concerned, I know they do that walk-a-thon and they do the uh, the sea of pink uh, out there and things that raise money uh, for that issue. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how we would go about um, generating anything for home caregivers uh, to help them. Perfectly fair, but let me just try something. Maybe not you're collecting money directly, but could you at your group, you, you have influence, you meet people, they smile at you and you smile back at them. Are they the kind of group that could attract the attention of you know, the local newspaper, things like the Herald Net, in drawing attention to the need for more and better 
support for the kind of training that, and the kind of help in that way that family caregivers need. Do you think you could do it locally, in other words? What do you think? Yes, you know, if, if we can get uh, um, the media involved, if we could even get uh, articles in the paper, things that would draw people's attention uh, to the fact that we're out there, that would be great. Um, I'm not sure how we would go about that uh, unless we make phone calls and say, come on down and watch what we're doing and, and see if it's something you're interested in um, putting out in your media. Would it be worth a try? Uh, we could try. You know, I mean, actually we um, might have our foot in the door since um, they might have heard about the caregiver. I was just on that front page. Hey, maybe this is a good time to strike, huh? Yeah. Well, you're, you're world famous, <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm really serious saying that you've already made the headlines. Yes. So when you speak, people will listen. And if what you're saying is the message that there are more out there like you, more people, more family caregivers out like you, and that things like the sort of training that Leanne's been talking about are absolutely vital, and more efforts got to be required is required to support that training, support people getting it. That would be a very good story, and if you could get the right kind of reporter to one of you happy hatters meetings, uh, there you go. You'd be building support, wouldn't you? Yes, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm going to ask Liam. Um, I'm going to ask you the reverse question in a way. What are the risks? of not providing sufficient and appropriate training for family caregivers. What goes wrong if we, if we don't do that? Well, you know, I, as I kind of indicated a little bit earlier, I, I do think that we face a significant risk, uh, you know, especially with our health care system, that the family caregiver can oftentimes, um, uh, you know, give so much of themselves that they become ill. Um, that they are no longer able to care for the one that they're caring for. Um, if they're not provided with training that kind of instills confidence in them with, uh, you know, their ability to deliver um, services, you know, maybe prematurely the one they're caring for has to go into a nursing home or other type of skilled facility because they don't have the level of confidence they can deliver the care that's needed. Um, they don't receive the training and education on how to care for themselves appropriately, uh, you know, recognize some of the, uh, the signs of stress or burnout or, you know, recognizing that maybe they just need a break and, and care for themselves. Um, also, you know, uh, thinking about um, just the, the level of frustration and anxiety when you're taking care of somebody who might be a little bit um, uh, difficult because of, um, you know, uh, memory-related impairments that they're suffering or other type of issues. And so, you know, can the, the relationship uh, end up being damaged, you know, um, whether it's uh, caring for your spouse, and that's no longer a uh, relationship at that level but more a caregiver um, uh, and somebody caring for a client, or, you know, a daughter that's no longer a daughter. She's the primary caregiver. So, you know, I think all of those things um, um, really are the result of not, you know, being provided good training or not um, knowing what resources available or, uh, you know, just not having the information uh, accessible so you can 
provide good care, you can take care of yourself, and hopefully you can have a relationship with that family member, not just their caregiver. Right. Joyce, just very quickly, um, what you do with the Happy Hatters brings happiness to you and others. It also relieves stress. And I think you would agree that it's good for your health too, isn't it? Well, they say laughter is the best medicine, don't they? That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. So what I think we're coming to is this, and I'm afraid the show we're going to run out of time, is that if I can just go a little bit, uh, be a little bit bold and say, Leanne, I hope that you and your organizations and organizations like you will support Joyce and people like her in these local initiatives that really are there to raise awareness of the needs for all the things we've just been talking about. And I think that would be great work. And I think, if I may say so, it's a natural extension of this wonderful um, national award that this hero, Joyce Scott, has won and, in my view, deserves 10, 20 times over for all the things she's doing. So I want to say to you, um, first of all, Please, both of you, keep up the good work. Now, I also want to say thank you to our listeners. Um, please email us with comments and questions. Um, I'd be pleased to pass on any emails to um, our two guests. And I want to say thank you to Joyce Scott and Leanne Reynolds for talking with us, for sharing us w- with us your experience, um, telling us about your insights and your advice, and As I've said once, and I'll say it again, I wish you every strength and every success and every every voice, every opportunity to tell the story, in other words, to inspire others with the kind of things that you've both done. Now, in our next episode, we're going to talk about long-term care insurance for family caregivers. Please join us, same time, same spot on the Internet. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being right.